Proverbs 18 and verse 19. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city, and contentions are like the bars of a castle. Proverbs is full of natural laws, and Proverbs chapter 18 talks about wisdom and getting on with other people. And here we have this whereas a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. The New Living Translation says an offended friend is harder to win back than a fortified city. Arguments separate friends like a gate locked with bars. Quite a few years ago, Melvin and I were visiting some dear friends and it was in another country. <laughs> and then I found out that this person, her brother lived in the same town. And I thought, ah, oh, they're so blessed. That's the way I think because all my brothers and sisters live in other countries. I can't pop in and see them for a cup of tea. You see? And then the story unfold. How this brother had been offended. And never ever to this day has spoken to his sister. Nor did he show up when the father died. He did not show up at the funeral. That is being offended. And like that story, I'm sure you will know many stories of people that get offended. When we meet people that are offended, are they silent? No, they have a story to say. Because they have a right and they want you to hear it. They want you to hear it. There is a price to pay in offending a brother or sister. And let's not pretend this doesn't happen in church. If you've been around, you've seen it over and over, where people end up separating ways because they got offended. This is very relevant to all of us because most of us here have come from other countries. We are brought up with a different way of thinking. We have a different culture. And so easy to arrive here in Scotland and think, oh, why do they do that? And it's easy for that to grow into being offended. Because people do things differently. They think differently. We are all invited to be part of not just Scottish culture. We live in Scotland, so we have to embrace it. We have to learn it, yes. But we as the people of God have kingdom culture. In the kingdom culture, we've been blessed by the Lord so that we don't get offended. That's what the Lord is looking for and inviting us today, that we should not be offended. Now, the closer you are to somebody, the harder it is. 
That's why this proverb says it's harder to win than a strong city. Why? Because it's a brother. It's a brother. Ephesians 4.26 Don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. The closer the relationship, the wider the gap. One of the early church fathers, he gave this rule to us all. He says, have but one enemy, the devil. With him, never be reconciled. With your brother, never fall out. And that's including sisters as well. <laughs> When the scripture says brothers, it includes automatically sisters, because we're all one in Christ. With your brother or sister, never fall out. Heated disagreements are like the bars of a castle. The conflict, the contention that come from a brother or sister that is offended can be so difficult, it's like breaking out of the bars of a castle. When you think about these big bars, it's like a prison. So if we are offended, we end up being imprisoned. And the person, both the person being offended and the person giving the offense, they both end up being behind bars. You know with forgiveness, that forgiveness is like poison, and offense is like poison. When we have resentment, anger, unforgiveness, offense, they all fall in the same category when you look at scripture. Something actually happens in our body. If we carry anger in our body, it will impact our body. Because your body cannot differentiate between you being angry at yourself or somebody else. So the anger will impact your body and can lead to disease. Yes. Offense falls in the same category, my friend. Which is why the Bible teaches us, don't be offended. Lay that right down. Lay it down. Look, when the Lord tells us to do things, there's a reason why. He doesn't want us to end up being imprisoned. We were just singing them free. And we can experience this through the Lord. Now, when we read the Bible, is full of offended people because the Bible records people as it took place without sugarcoating. <laughs> and after the fall, it was only just one generation and then you had Cain who killed Abel out of envy. Whoa. How do we think we are doing as the human race? We only just started. 
and it starts with envy that leads to murder. This week I was reading the story about Esau and Jacob. Wow, what a story. Esau sought to kill Jacob for obtaining the blessing that he should have had. But he gave it away. And wow, Esau pursued him and pursued him. And when you read it, it impacted all the families, everybody on the move. And eventually, the Lord did answer Jacob's prayer and they were reconciled. So reconciliation is possible. But what a gap between two brothers that they had to go their separate ways and one wanted to kill the other. Then there's the story of Joseph. His brothers were envious of him because the father loved Joseph more. He was a special. And so envy came in and they ended up selling him off to slavery. Envy. Absalom plotted two years before killing Amnon for raping his sister. Two years he's carrying offense, turning into bitterness, root of bitterness, goes to anger, and eventually goes to murder. That is the root. It can start with offense and then it gets worse, 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 and it ends up in murder. That's what happened with Absalom. And then when we read about the tribes of Benjamin and Judah, they were constantly fighting against Israel, constantly falling out, taking offense. Now it's not just in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, don't we read there about Barnabas and Paul? They had a sharp disagreement about whether to take Mark with them on their preaching trip. Let's look up Acts 15, verses 36 to 39. After some time, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit each city that we previously preached the word of the Lord to see how the believers are doing. Barnabas agreed and wanted to take along John Mark. But Paul disagreed strongly since John Mark had deserted them in Paphilia and had not continued with them in their work. Their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Barnabas took John Mark with him and sailed for Cyprus. Paul went another way. Here we have their disagreement was so sharp that they separated. Here we have apostles. These guys were apostles, people. They weren't just believers. They were apostles. But a sharp disagreement. Yes, it can happen. Yes, it can start with just offense. Offense is like a poison. Offense will cloud our view so that we're not able to see clearly. When we are not able to see clearly, 
We are not able to demonstrate the love of God as God has called us into whatever calling each of us have. And each of us have a very unique. You are called by God. You have a role to play. That's why you're here. If God didn't have anything to do, don't you think he would have just taken you home and taken you out of this world, which is full of corruption and sin? It'll rescue you out, but you're here for a purpose. We are all here for a purpose. But if we allow clouding to take place, it is hindering us in fulfilling our destiny. How do you think the devil comes to you? Do you think he'll just come and say to you, you should kill that person? No. Because right away you would just reject that thought. Every Christian would reject that. The Bible says he comes like an angel of light. <coughs> Very subtle. Very subtle. He will come along with thoughts that look like they're quite virtuous. It kind of makes sense. A thought comes in, oh yeah, that makes sense. He might even take scripture out of context to persuade you. But the fruit of it, the fruit of it is not righteousness. This is how the devil comes. Otherwise, we would reject it right away, but he comes like an angel of light. And Christians think, I'm getting discernment. I'm discerning. I'm discerning. That person was definitely wrong. Ah, yeah, I, I know the word. I'm discerning. So we can be tricked into offense because we get the clouded thinking. Let's go to a key scripture here. In James 3.13 Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. In the meekness of wisdom. The New Living says with the humility that comes from wisdom. Meekness, humility. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness of wisdom. In humility that comes from wisdom. Then you are wise and understanding. The way that we think should produce the kingdom of God. What's the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's the fruit we are looking for. But when we take offense, it does not produce that. Do you see? It's producing the wrong fruit. Offense produces the wrong fruit. 
Meekness, humility is not weakness. The world will say, you should be strong. When we are weak, we are strong. <laughs> but the Lord, the Lord is working on us. We came and we were like a wild horse. You ever see wild horses? And they're trying to tame them and they just run everywhere and they're un not controlled. But when you've got a horse that's been trained, that horse is still very strong and can jump over the fence. But that horse will not jump over the fence unless the master tells them to do so. That's the difference. That's meekness. That's humility. That we don't look for our own justification, but that we yield to the Spirit of God. Let's go to the next verses, verses 14 and 15 of James 3, 14 and 15. If you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above, but is earthly, sensual, demonic. Whoa. Can even be demonic. That's what the Word of God says here. This wisdom does not come from the Lord. That wisdom Angel like a light comes in and tells you, yeah, 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 you've got very good reason to be offended. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is not wisdom from the Lord. It's earthly, sensual, and demonic. Bitterness, offense, jealousy can look like we are discerning. But it's not, because it does not bear the fruit of righteousness. It does not bear the fruit of right living. This is the number one issue in the body of Christ. One of our relations who live somewhere else and attend another church were telling about the lady that came in wearing a red coat. And somebody made a mark. <laughs> and she was really offended and she never came back to church. See how sad that is. And people get offended, stop going to church, and they've even forgotten why they got offended at times. People have fallen out and they've forgotten why. The bitterness is eaten up on the inside. So today, the Lord is inviting us to give up our right to be offended. Because when we get offended, it's the devil that's influencing our reasoning. God has given us a brain so we can reason. Yes, it's a good thing to be able to reason. But true discernment, you've got to ask yourself, will it produce the fruit of righteousness? Will it produce
produce the fruit of right living. So we have to keep peace as much as possible. Avoid disagreement and offence where possible. If we can't, try and settle it quickly. Try and settle it very quickly. When it's somebody that's very close to you, it's painful. Yes. Because you give somebody your affection, your loyalty, your service, your trust. And so any offense is, strikes much deeper. That's why the first scripture we said there, it said that a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. Like it's almost impossible. And yet with God, all things are possible. But by human nature, it's, it's really tough. It's really tough. Small offenses can split families apart, split marriages apart. So we need to be aware. Isn't it ironic in one way that sometimes it's easier to show mercy to a stranger than to your own family? Is it easy to forgive the person down in Asta that pushes a trolley into you and <laughs> then someone in your household that accidentally bumps you. It's ironic, isn't it? It's ironic that we allow those that are closest to our heart to offend us. Romans 14 from 15 to 19 and if another believer is distressed by what you eat, now remember, eating is not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not meat or drink. So this is like, it could be eating, but it could be what you wear, how you look, if you like cycling or not, you know, it could be anything, anything of this earthly realm. So if another believer is distressed, by what you eat. You are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone for whom Christ died. Every person we meet is someone that Christ died for. That means they are to be treasured. They are precious. Even if they're messed up. They are really loved. They are really loved by all of heaven. So much so that Jesus died for them. May we learn to see them the way that Jesus sees them. I'll go on. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what you eat or drink. But of living a life of goodness. The King James uses the word righteousness. And peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God. And others will approve of you too. 
So then, let us aim for harmony in the church. Let us aim for harmony and try and build each other up. When we get together, it's to build each other up, to encourage one another, not to take offense. The close relationships, it's really hard to recover from offense. Very hard. And especially in the church. Especially in the church. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. So if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple, that's what we were just doing this morning, a sacrifice of praise. We've just been doing that for the last hour. And you suddenly remember that someone has something against you. Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. The Holy Spirit puts in your mind a remembrance, someone where offense took place, somebody's got something against you. Do you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. There's a gap. It doesn't matter. Rights and wrongs. Did Jesus, did, did Jesus correct them? No, they whipped him. He didn't say, oh, I'm without sin. He took it. He took it. So the, the scripture here teaches us, we come before God. The Holy Spirit light, the, the light will come and shine into our hearts. And when the Lord reveals that there's a, there's a gap between you and a brother or a sister, go and fix it. As mature Christians, we are the ones to pick up the phone and to say to the person, I am so sorry I offended you when I made that comment about your red coat. I am really sorry. Yes. With maturity, we can do this because we give up our rights to be right. Why? Because this is a soul that Christ died for. This is a soul that Christ died for. So we are the ones that walk in humility. We walk in humility to try and help others to come along so that they can fulfill their destiny, so they can come to know Jesus for themselves and salvation through the cross. So if somehow we've ended up offended somebody, and sometimes we don't know, but if the Holy Spirit reveals it, we have a duty to be reconciled. That's what the scripture says. And we should do so in humility. Sometimes we, we don't know what's happened. You know, we, we just never intended to have our words hurt somebody else. But then the hurting person is like this. 
because they're really hurting. And then it goes from person to person and then maybe one day you hear about it. Then the scripture says, this is what you do, go and be reconciled. Go and meet the person. Pick up the phone. Yeah, it's, it kind of hurts our pride, but it's good to do it. Why do we do it? Because it's, the Lord tells us to do it. He tells us to do it. I remember one of the devotions that Manish put out. It was just so, so alive because he was saying, you do what God tells you. You don't question it. You just do it. I think we get mixed up because our soul is made up of our will, our mind and our emotions. And faith sits really in our will. It's a decision that we make. Our emotion can be like this. Don't run your life with your, by your emotions because they follow afterwards. So, we use our will to be obedient when the God's word tells us to do something. We just do it. You act. We act. We pick up the phone and we say, I am really, really sorry that there's been offense between us. I am really sorry and I so wish that we could be reunited again. We are the ones that take it. We act. As we act, the Lord will give us all the revelation and we will get healing ourselves. So when God speaks in the word and his word tells us to do something, you just do it. Like Nike. Just do it. Just do it. Don't question why. Because God is much wiser than us. And there is such power and blessing when we just do it. When we just release forgiveness, then the Lord comes and his blessing comes. And we receive more revelation about how it all fits together. No need to question what God is doing. So today, we are invited to lay down our own rights. You're supposed to be dead in Christ, eh? Has a dead body ever shouted at you? Has it tripped you up? I don't think so. So, because of his love in our hearts, we can lay these things down. We can lay them down. The psalmist says, search my heart, search my heart, search my heart. It's an excellent prayer for us today. To invite the Holy Spirit. We've already done it many times about forgiveness, but today, let us also do it for offence. Let us also do it for offence. And we will receive the blessing of the Lord. Let's be reconciled. And let's remember as Life Center Livingston, we've all come from completely different backgrounds. Somebody might give you a precedent. It just doesn't fit your taste. Let's say it that way. 
Don't be offended, because we all come from different backgrounds. Don't let small things or big things, if it's something that's really big and it bothers you, why not talk about it then? Come and say, I'm not really sure that that was what we should be doing. None of us are perfect. We're all on a journey. If you are offended about something in the church, come and speak to Melvin or myself. Come and speak to anybody from the leadership because then we can talk about it. And sometimes we make mistakes, yes. But let's not be offended and let's receive the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So.